Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. I am doing another solo episode uh, this time. Uh, I'm excited to do it. Um, we're just going to run through the games. This is week 12. Man, we, we are just off the heels of the Steelers and Ravens uh, getting their game moved. So this will be this will be a fun one. We're just going to go through the games like we normally do, boys and girls. Uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully it's a fun time. Um, and hopefully we get some stuff out of it. And uh, hopefully Thanksgiving tomorrow is going to be super fun with all the games. Uh, it's just two games, and they're not very good, but uh, <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, let's get directly, let's get just straight up into it. We've got Houston versus Detroit. I've got Houston straight up currently, and I've got Houston minus three. Um, I, so I just rewatched uh, the Detroit game versus, uh, versus um, Carolina without Teddy Bridgewater, and they lost 20 nothing. and P.J. Walker was not good. He threw, I think, two Enzo interceptions. This game could have very easily been 30-0 to zero Detroit losing. Um... I'm not sure why that hasn't affected the line that much, to be honest, because, like, this is only three points for Houston, but I guess people are buying into Detroit's offense being okay. There will be no Galladay, just like there was last week. Stafford is probably going to be down swift. I believe that's going to be true, but also maybe not the case. Houston should dominate this game. This is like, if I'm going to have locks and I'm going to bring back the locks, I would very, very much uh, put it on Houston over Detroit. That's just, that's just how it has to be, man. That's just, it, this is way too small of a line for what Houston is, because they're not a bad team, mostly because of their quarterback. They have other players who are decent, like Tunsil. Watt's been playing well. I, I love Fuller. Um, Cooks is fine, too. You know, Duke Johnson, David Johnson, they're all fine, but I mean, it's really Watson's team, right? Um, I, I believe in Watson over Stafford, especially from what I saw last week. It just wasn't very good, and I... I know Carolina has been steadily progressing, and I've been talking about their defense. They've been steadily progressing all year. That's absolutely true. But they're not at a point where they should be shutting out Detroit and Matt Stafford. They should be not at that. They should not be at that point. Stafford definitely had an off day, but um, you know, going into Houston, I don't, I don't know if Houston's defense is that much worse than Carolina is currently. Houston probably has a worse defensive line, probably a worse secondary, but it isn't by much. Uh, it, it, it just really boggles me. You know, Detroit coming out on a short week. Um, coming off a pretty bad loss, I think Houston's going to take this one pretty easy. Um, start every single player you can find on Houston, including the tight end, who actually played really well. Watson was hitting him like crazy, and he was just catching the ball. He wasn't running great routes, he wasn't great, great separation, but Watson was just finding him. So, I mean, if you've got Akers on there, you know, he's as safe as any other tight end besides, like, the top five guys, you know, you can get out there. So, throw him in there, absolutely. He is worth it. Every Houston guy you can find. Um, and that includes Kiki QT, actually. I think he could be very relevant in this game. Um, for Houston, throw him on that side. On uh, the Detroit side, hey man, Houston's defense isn't very good either. I'd like to see Stafford play well. You know, two weeks ago they played well, um, even without Galladay, who has been out since I think like week eight, but they've had a buy in between there, I'm pretty sure. Um, but anyway, we, we have Detroit. Uh, we like Stafford. Um, God. Hail Mary time for, for carry on Johnson, because I don't think Swift is playing. Um, I think you probably just stay away from the running backs. You definitely start Hawk. He is by far the best receiver on this team. Um, I think also against a pretty crappy Houston secondary, you could start Marvin Jones. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Um, and I expect that, because I definitely expect them to score more than zero points. This this should be, a, this legitimately should be a high-scoring game, although I worry a little bit about Detroit missing Galladay and Swift together. I'm not saying that sunk them to a zero-point team against Carolina, but man, putting up zero points against Carolina cannot be ignored. That can't just be a bad day. You know, a bad day against Carolina defense is 20 points, not zero. 
Um, I, I really believe it, especially when you have Matt Stafford at quarterback. Also, the Detroit offensive line looked pretty bad that game, too, which I feel like I want to give more credit to Carolina on that, which I think I will, but even with that, Houston doesn't have a terrible defensive line either. That's the best part about their defense, hands down. So um, if you couldn't handle, you know, uh, Brian Burns is very good, but if you couldn't handle a rookie, uh, another rookie on the outside, uh, it kind of feels like uh, you might not be able to handle J.J. Watt because he's been playing really well this year, and also Zach Cunningham, and uh, Winnie Merciless, you need to handle those guys. Ugh, I don't know. It's going to be tough, I think. I think it'll be a long day for Detroit. Houston, easy. Houston, minus three, easy. Um, yeah, and that's all the starting. Uh, not starting any of these defenses because that'd be fucking crazy. Um, all right, cool. We have got Washington versus Dallas. Um, I've got Washington straight up, and I've got Dallas plus two and a half. Now, this is definitely a pick'em game, and I'm not super sold on Washington right now. Uh, I feel like <sighs> I wish Alex Smith was better. He's got really good uh, weapons to use. Um, Dallas's defense played a little bit better last week. Uh, I still think they've got one good player on the defense. Uh, and that's their safe, safety, uh, Woods, who I really like a good amount. He's pretty good. Why, if I type in PFF on my computer, it doesn't directly go to Pro Football Focus? I've been using, I've been abusing this website, like, all year, dude. Le legitimately, why? <laughs> why don't you just go there as soon as I fucking say it? It's so annoying. But anyway, let's check out the Dallas defense. I wanted to get on here so I can look at the Dallas defense, um, because I, I think Woods is getting a very unfavorable ranking. He's only the 27th out of 90. Um, safeties, and I feel like he's doing way better than that. They have Lawrence, they have Smith, they have some guys. Healthy linebacking group, Van Der Esch, Sean Lee, um, and, uh, and Jalen Smith, that's the guy's name. Fuck, I'm so bad at these names. You know, they've got, like, a pretty healthy defense, so maybe not as big of a pushover as we used to think, but, um, I like Alex Smith in this one. I like the Washington defense versus the Dallas offense, because I think this would be, you know, a pretty decent matchup with Dak or anyone decent quarterback, but, you know, with a not very good line. Zeke didn't, he looked okay last week. Um, not, not, not super good. Kind of like Zeke of old, but against a, a pretty bad defense, um, that I'm not too excited about him going against a Washington defense against, because they've got some scary boys. Um, dude, I thought the guy DM'd me. I was ready to shut him down. Hasn't even DM'd me yet. It's been like 15 minutes, dude. Unbelievable. Sorry, if, if you're listening, if you're listening on the, uh, the Twitter, or I'm sorry, if you're listening on the podcast, um, I'm referencing a little bit of a red eye earlier on stream. You can catch me on stream at Esther's the Slayer. Check me out. Just a little self-plug right there, since no other people are plugging. Um, but I had someone drop out before this episode, so I was just seeing if they DM me, and they have not yet. But anyway, let us move on. Um, we are still talking about Washington, Dallas. Um, like I said, I think I got Washington. This is a pretty big, this is a pick em. I'm not super certain about this one, but I'll just take Washington. I'll take the points. I think that's fine. Um, in terms of fantasy, I'm starting Alex Smith. That's an easy one for me. Terry is un unsittable. Um, if you want to look at Sims, I, I don't hate him. Um, I think he should be playing right, K not KJ, right, Isaiah Wright looked okay too, actually, um, you don't think he played last week, but he played the week before, I think he's okay, I'm starting Thomas in one league, so I think he's a fine start, because tight end is just so bereft of talent, um, because it's an easy start, Gibson, I, I was looking on, uh, Chris Harris's football rankings, and he, he had Gibson in the top 10, in half point PPR, which I think is a little crazy, I lowered him, probably around 20, but he's still a good start, for sure, I, I'm not super scared of the Dallas defensive line, but, uh, it's a lot of splitting there still, uh, even though it's pretty pretty down the middle between like running the ball and ca catching the ball. Pr pretty much down the middle. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry, so they're just divided. Like We have McKissick catching balls, and we have Gibson running the ball most of the time. Not entirely true all the time. You know, Gibson still catches, and I saw McKissick get some goal line carries last week, which is interesting. Against a, a good New England defense, or an okay New England defense, an average New England defense. But yeah, we got Washington, Houston so far. 
and now we're going to talk about Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Um, just a little bit. Uh, Pittsburgh, I tried to grab the line before it got taken away from the 4 o'clock. It was 4.5 points, Pittsburgh. So I'm taking Pittsburgh, and I'm taking Pittsburgh minus 4.5. Um, Baltimore is really missing quality linemen. They used to have three last year. They have one. Um, it's it's really bad. And uh, Pittsburgh has a great pass rush. It's only going to get worse. Uh, if Baltimore is missing both of their running backs, which I think is very possible, still, even though they move the game from Thursday night tomorrow uh, to Sunday, I think it's a very real possibility they both still miss, and it's the Gus show, which is probably good. Um, probably won't get Ingram involved as much, which is definitely good for Baltimore. But um, Pittsburgh is, is going to shut them shut them down pretty pretty well i think it's a division game though so nothing's ever certain i totally understand that if you want to take baltimore plus four and a half and maybe we see some big lamar magic which is definitely still possible um then you can take baltimore i don't hate it um because it's a division matchup but man uh hopefully baltimore's healthy hopefully they get class campbell back hopefully they have all the cornerbacks are healthy jamie smith should be back i believe um so ho hopefully they're all healthy that, that's pretty important to me for their defense, because I think their defense can stop Pittsburgh, but I don't know how they score more than, like, 20 points on the defense, or 14 points on the defense uh, for Pittsburgh. I just think they match up really well against Baltimore, um, besides the fact that they're a good defense. Um, don't love the cornerbacks, but I like Minka. Uh, linebackers are okay, but they're all mixed in. You know, they're, like, pass rushers and half-pass rushers or whatever the fuck. I hate that shit, because, I mean, like... Their, their true linebackers from Pittsburgh are fine. They're not good. They're fine, though. They're really masked by the defensive front, which is also just fine, because it's a, a legendary defensive line. Um, but in terms of fantasy options, if Gus Edwards is the only guy, then start him. If he's not the only guy, then I'd sit him, even if it's just one other guy. So even if it's Dobbins splitting with him, I'm not starting Dobbins. Even if it's Ingram splitting with him, I'm not starting Ingram, and I'm probably not starting Gus, if I can avoid it, for sure. Um, Baltimore, you start in Lamar and Mark Andrews, who looked great last week. He can catch the ball, even when he's not open. He's open, and I love it. Um, Lamar just needs to trust him a little bit more. There was a lot more trust last year. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure why, or maybe he just isn't is looking other places. I, I don't know. Uh, but I'm not starting Hollywood because he's obviously a pretty droppable guy. He's probably on your waiver wire right now. And I'm not starting Willie Sneaks. He's too risky. Um, Pittsburgh, we've got... Uh, everyone, just everyone on Pittsburgh is lowered. Even James Conner, who I like a decent amount. Um, probably not starting Ben Roethlisberger. Everyone's just lowered, you know. Juju, Chase Claypool, and Deontay uh, Johnson are all probably in, within 10, you know, ranks of them. But I'm just... Uh, not, not very interested in starting, uh, any of these Pittsburgh guys, if I can avoid it, because they're just, they're just lower on my sheet, and I think there are better guys there, but if you had to start them, I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, um, but Baltimore does have three good cornerbacks that can match up with them, um, and I don't really trust a shaky Pittsburgh offensive line to produce against a very good Baltimore defensive line, it's a lot of shaky shit. So I, I'm probably out on most of those guys. Um, most of those guys in this game, like this will not be a high-scoring game. Pittsburgh defense should dominate. Um, I don't hate starting the Baltimore defense either. I don't think this Ben Roethlisberger revolution is super legit. And I think if Baltimore's defense is healthy, that he will be brought back down to earth pretty easily. He's not comeback player of the year material by far. Not even close. All right, moving on. We've got Las Vegas and Atlanta. Um, the line is only three, and I'm taking Las Vegas minus three. Because that's fucking ridiculous, dude. Did we not... Do, I think Las Vegas has a, uh, has a plus point differential with fucking Kansas City this year. I'm pretty sure that's true, because I think they lost by four and they won by a touchdown, or maybe even a little bit more. I mean, like, how is how is Las Vegas minus three, only minus three favorites in Atlanta? Are they in Atlanta, maybe? And this is, like, streaming like a minus six if they were at home? I don't know. This is a crazy line. I'm taking Vegas. I don't hate Atlanta. Um, 
but they played against a pretty good New Orleans defense and looked pretty pedestrian. They might be missing uh, some wide receivers, possibly. Russell Gage, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but yeah, um, well, they're not going to miss Russell Gage. They're probably going to miss Julio, possibly, but we'll see on that, but I don't like Russell Gage if Julio's out. I only like Russell Gage if he's got everyone healthy on that team, but I mean, Atlanta only putting up nine points. Uh, they were all short field goals for the most part, but only putting up nine points against New Orleans is pretty bad. They had a really terrible second half that I was not interested in. Um, it makes me a lot less interested in Atlanta coming to Las Vegas this week or playing in Las Vegas or playing in Atlanta, wherever the fuck they're playing. Look, um, Vegas is great. I haven't gotten to rewatch that game yet, but, um, Derek Carr's like MVP status. Like he's like back to 2016, 2015, wherever before he broke his leg before the playoff game, which they lost because he was having an MVP type career. He's, he's back to, to really good levels, Derek Carr. And I want to give all the credit in the world to John Gruden because I think this guy should get coach of the year, maybe between him and Mike Tomlin or Flores, who I think is Miami's coach, whoever Miami's coach is also deserves some credit. But those three guys are my guys right now. Um, Gruden's just done a great job with this defense, who I don't think is very good, and a great job with the offense, and Derek Carr, um, he's got pretty much no one to throw to, um, <laughs> like, really nobody's, I don't like Ruggs, I don't like, um, oh, I, I like Darren Waller, Waller's definitely great, um, that's, I don't like any of the wide receivers he's throwing to, he's got a good running back too, well, let's be fair, the offense is pretty good, besides the wide receivers, he's not throwing any good wide receivers, let's be real, you want Ruggs, you, 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 are you telling me, like, if you were to put Ruggs, if you were to put Nelson Aguilar, and if you were to put, I don't know, Edwards, I guess, maybe Renfro, who's, who's probably the best receiver there, you would put those guys on any other team and you'd be like, do something, you, you wouldn't expect much out of that, but Derek Carr's got a lot out of them. He's only thrown three picks this year, I'm pretty sure. He's gotten like 20 touchdowns. He's been great this year. Definitely worth a Pro Bowl vote. Huge fan. Starting in versus Atlanta, um, I could be into that. He's definitely a little more safe than I'd like other um, fantasy quarterbacks to be, um, but I think he's fine. Atlanta doesn't have a great defense, so that's good. They've got a good uh, offensive line for Vegas, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm happy to take them here, and I'm happy to start Carr. Um, I don't know which one of these wide receivers. I'm still in Renfro because he's the closest guy. You know, all my stuff is half-point PPR, so I always talk about that. So half-point PPR leagues, in, interested in, in him for sure. Uh, Hunter Renfro. Uh, I, I think Josh Jacobs is like as like in the top five of uh, running backs for me this week. So we are going Josh Jacobs full throttle. We're starting Gurley. We're starting. I, I don't think the Vegas defense is that good, so you can start all your Atlanta guys, except for Russell Gage. Um, without feeling too weird about it, because I, uh, unless, I'm sorry, if Julio is healthy, then you can start him. If Ridley is healthy, you can start him. If they've got three wide receivers, that include Ridley, Jones, and Ridley, uh, Ridley, Jones, and, uh, sorry, um, god, I literally just, Russell Gage, Gage, then you can start Russell Gage, but if they don't have all three guys, then sit Russell Gage. I know he got 12 targets last week, but, uh, his stats don't really line up. They don't. He doesn't seem to be doing well when he gets better coverage against him, which is shitty, which sucks. But we'll we'll see in the future how it goes. All right, I think I answered all that. Atlanta. I'm starting also Atlanta tight end, uh, Hayden Hurst because it's tight end. Dude, what are you gonna do? We're at that point in the season where any any valuable tight ends you can just you can just get. That's fine. All right, we're moving on to Los Angeles Chargers versus Buffalo. Um, I've got the Chargers plus five and a half, but I'm taking Buffalo straight up. Um, the line's just a little much, uh, I don't like Buffalo's defense that much, uh, Herbert has good weapons, um, I didn't get to watch the Jets game, I watched a little bit of it when it was on Thursday, or on Sunday, the late game, or one of the later games, I guess it was in LAC, or LA, but, um, yeah, I, um, I, I don't love Herbert, but I don't love Buffalo's defense, Herbert has some great weapons, um, I don't think Eckler is gonna be playing, or if he is, it'll be very, very limited this week, because I think he's just started practicing, right? Uh, but I just, this, this is going to be a shootout. Um, Josh Allen versus LAC defense should be kind of fun. Um, I, I'm saying this, if this is a shootout, I like the Chargers a decent amount to backdoor cover. 
If it's not a shootout, which I could very easily see it is because I don't think Josh Allen's that good of a quarterback. Or, I'm sorry, Josh. Well, I don't think Josh Allen's that good of a quarterback either. I don't think either of these guys are too good of quarterbacks. But they'll put, like, they'll put up, like, 50 points, uh, and one of these teams will win. I just think it, it, it'll be a lot closer. And plus five and a half is good. Buffalo I like better. Um, I... God, what do I like better about Buffalo? I don't like the running backs better. I like the quarterback better, especially for fantasy. I, uh, the receiving group's pretty close. I think the Chargers get an edge there. Um, but you know how much I love Diggs. If you've been listening all year, you know how much I fucking love Stefan Diggs, dude. Um, so we've got that. Um, I think I just like the Buffalo defense a tiny bit more than the Chargers. Uh, I'm sorry. I like the Chargers defense a tiny bit more than Buffalo. Um, Chargers secondary hasn't been as good as I want it to be this year, but they've got a good, pretty good pass rush still, obviously, because of Bosa. I'm thinking about changing this to LIC straight up, but it's really just comes down to the quarterback, and I think Josh Allen can have a better day than Justin Herbert ever will. Um, so we're going to go Buffalo right now, but definitely take the points. The points are not changing, for sure. They're not changing at all. I think the Chargers defense can hold them to less than a touchdown pretty easily, I think. Um, but for fantasy, you know, I love both these quarterbacks for fantasy. They're both in my top 10. Easy. I love... Uh, the top two wide receivers on both these teams. I hate the running backs on both of these teams, so I'm not starting any of them. Um, and I'll start Hunter Henry. There you go. Um, I, I Singletary is, like, getting close to, like, just accumulating points. He's just an accumulator. Um, and I hate it, so starting him is a bad idea. I like Moss better. Um, I like Zach Kelly better, or I like Kelly. Not Zach Kelly. I like Kelly better than, like, Balage, but it seems like Balage getting more work, but... Fuck me, dude. Just, just don't, don't risk it. It's not worth it. Um, if you can find alternatives, like, hopefully Gus is playing, so I can start Gus over him. Um, if both those guys are there, that's definitely tough between the Chargers and and Baltimore. But I lean a little bit more Gus, but then probably Balage. But I want, I want to start Kelly. Um, I, I, I still think Kelly's a better talent there. But that's fine. We'll see what it is. All right, we got, I think, my hottest pick of the week. We've got the Giants versus Cincinnati, and I've got Cincinnati plus five and a half, and I've got Cincinnati straight up. Um, I believe it is going to be Brandon Allen quarterbacking this team. Uh, so that is not the worst thing in the world. Definitely better than Finley. Very excited for that. Um, the Giants, look, they have a better team than people expect. I think they could very easily win the NFC uh, East. But coming in favor by this many points is definitely sus. I feel like... People are going to take the bait easy on the Giants because they just beat the Eagles and they're looking to be pretty good, maybe in maybe moving in first place. I don't think they're first place yet. Right? I think Philly still holds that title, but um, I think people are going to look at that and be like, easy, five and a half for the Giants, easy. But I don't know, Cincinnati could be sneaky. Offensively, they're very good. The Giants have a very good defense. Um, Bradbury has to cover like three guys, and I don't know if he's going to be able to do it all. Uh, Peppers has been playing a little bit better. The defensive line's great on this team, but is that going to be enough? Cincinnati uh offensive line actually looked okay last week and i think maybe that's a function of getting new guys in there um you know sometimes it it can be worse than it is but sometimes you know it 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 can get better with new guys in the rotation especially when your um offensive line is pretty bad and jody williams is playing pretty good this year so i'm i i think this is possible um with burrow i would probably like cincinnati anyway this just feels like an upset time the giants offense can be lost at times, and Cincinnati has some decent players on defense. Not great, not very good, to be honest, but um, th- that doesn't even matter because I can see Daniel Jones shooting himself on the foot a bunch this game. And uh, that's what I think will happen. Got Cincinnati. Um, so Jones still is a, is, a, is a... He's a little bit of a start. He's close for me. He's like 15th for me, um, just because of the legs. I like that. I don't think Cincinnati's going to be able to stop the entire offense. I like Gallman more than I like uh, Jones for sure. 
Um, I'm not sure where you're going to get with the wide receivers there, but I think I like Slayton the most because he's got that big playoff side. But Southern Shepard can definitely be start for sure. Cincinnati, I'm still... I, I don't know who Bradbury... I think Bradbury will travel a lot, so you don't need to worry about T, although he has a pretty good matchup on T if they just want to stick him on there the entire game, which is possible, but uh, I'm okay starting T and Boyd. Cut fucking AJ Green still. You should have traded him three weeks ago. He shouldn't be on our roster anymore. Um, if you pick him up, you should look to trade him just in case he has a big day because Bradbury isn't on him for the Giants, but man, I mean, trading deadlines are probably passing all the leagues, right? So probably not worth it anyway. Um, yeah, just, just probably not worth it uh, in any regard. So, um, for Cincinnati, though, uh, I think I mentioned everyone. Oh, no, Gio Bernard. We're starting Gio Bernard. He's, like, in the same area as Gallman. They're, like, anywhere from 20 to 25 for me. Um, I'm definitely interested in starting both of them, uh, for sure. Hopefully, Mixon comes back soon, though. He's on the IR. I think he was post, like, post-placed on the IR, so he can be back in, like, a week or two. But, um, it just seemed weird they didn't put him on the IR, like, immediately. He's missed, like, three weeks, I think, right? It's been crazy. Kid can't stay healthy. Just signed a big contract. Very disappointing for Cincinnati. They can't keep their offense healthy. <laughs> That's okay. I don't think Gio's a, Gio's definitely a downgrade at running back for them, but it's not that huge of a downgrade that um you know really sinking them versus the Giants. That's not really pushing me either way, right? Um, you can start the Giants defense though because they are very good. They probably will get sacks. I'm not sure about uh Brandon Allen, but I like him a decent amount. Wait, I'm sorry. I keep saying Brandon Allen, but I'm pretty sure it's Brandon Allen's going to start a quarterback. Who is going to be starting QB? for the Bengals. Let's find out. Who's the starting quarterback for the Bengals? Um, I, I, it says Bengals. I have a report from nine hours ago from NFL.com. It says Bengals planning to start quarterback Brandon Allen over Ryan Finley versus the Giants. I remember Brandon Allen a good amount. You want to know where he used to play before, before he played in Denver? Um, it was with the Jaguars, actually. It doesn't look like he has anything on here, but before he played with Denver, and he played, you know, not terribly with Denver last year, he was a Jaguar. I know him very, very well. I think he was a pretty decent quarterback. I was ready to put him in over Bortles for a long time, but that never happened. Ugh, I feel like I should be making GM moves all the time, you know? For most teams, but whatever. I will say my piece, and that's about it. Uh, I think we've got everything here. Oh, sorry, so we're starting Daniel Jones. Yeah. I was originally on the Giants on this one, but I need some upsets, and I like Cincinnati a decent amount, so we're going there. Then I've got another upset for y'all. We've got Tennessee and Indianapolis, and I've got Tennessee... Oh, why does this look weird? Okay, I have to fix this. I've got Tennessee plus three. Tennessee straight up, and I've got Tennessee plus three. People think Indy is really good, but that isn't true. Is that a haiku? I think it was close to a haiku. Um, look, Indianapolis is a fine team. Tennessee's a fine team. I don't think Indianapolis sweeps this division. They played each other two weeks ago. I think Tennessee takes this one this time. Um, Tennessee just beat Baltimore. Indianapolis just came off a good win versus, actually, in overtime too, right? Versus uh, Green Bay. They're both pretty good teams. I'm surprised the AFC South is looking that good in interdivision play, um, especially against Green Bay, who I consider a, a perennial contender. But, um, yeah, Indy had a stellar performance from their quarterback that I don't think will be repeated week to week to week. Tennessee is a pretty okay defense. They won't get any pass rush because Indianapolis offensive line is really good and Tennessee doesn't seem to be able to get after quarterback for some reason. But um, I still like any pressure you can put on Phillip Rivers. I still think they have a decent defense. Um, and the offense is good, and that goes against Indianapolis strength, which is the defense, I think, at this point. But um, we can see Derrick Henry have a pretty big game. I'd be very... I wouldn't be surprised if Tano has a huge game, AJ Brown and Corey Davis. I'm very excited to start those guys in fantasy because I think they will be very good. I don't like Indianapolis' secondary at all. Um, so yeah, we're, we're taking Tennessee. We're rolling with the underdog, which is kind of crazy because this game, this is a 50-50 split. They're going to split one and one They have to split one and one this year. There, there's no, re like, if Indianapolis had lost the first game and Tennessee had won the first game, I would have been on Indianapolis pretty easily. Um, but there's just, 
these teams have to be splitting. Um, I do love Blackman. He's had a really, really inspired rookie season. He was like a fourth-round safety that I was really interested in the Jaguars taking, but apparently they didn't need safeties. They needed to trade away safeties because they had so many good safeties, but whatever. I digress. After I take a drink of my water. Um, yeah, I don't think... I think roads are pretty open. Kenny Moore hasn't been playing that well. Um, but I like Blackman. I like Leonard. I like Buckner. I like Houston a little bit. I like Autry a lot. I like Okariki a lot. You know, they've got some got some pretty good players on the defense, but um, yeah, I'm not really. I, I, I don't think this is this defense is good enough to stop Tannehill and two really good wide receivers and Derrick Henry. But you know, uh, Tennessee doesn't have the greatest offensive line in the world. Indy can put pressure on the quarterback, and that sometimes does it, man. But I'll take Tennessee with the points, and I'll take Tennessee straight up. The points definitely for sure. I could switch to Indianapolis, consider it, but definitely taking whoever has the points in this one. Tennessee plus three. That's a no-brainer from me, my dude. Um, let's see. Start both both Tennessee wide receivers. John Smith, you can start because there's no tight ends that exist. They don't exist. They just pretty much aren't there. Um, Indianapolis, uh, sorry, start Tennessee, all those weapons. Um, you probably sit Tannehill, he's probably in my 20 range. I don't love it, but it's fine. I think you'd start both wide receivers, especially in deeper leagues. Indianapolis, I'm only starting Pittman. He's the only guy I want to start on this team. Um, I don't trust Hines. I don't trust Taylor. Um, I wouldn't start either of them if you can avoid it. Uh, Tennessee can have a pretty good run defense too. I'm not sure how well Jonathan Taylor did against them, but I don't, I think it was the Naheem Hines game. Naheem Hines game, right? Jonathan Taylor. I can't spell Jonathan. Taylor. Jonathan? Okay. John Athan. I don't fucking know what Let's see. He was seven rushes for 12 yards. I remember he did a, uh, he was two catches for 25 yards receiving. I do remember having some pretty important goal line rushes too, but they got away from him pretty quick and went to Hines because he was hot. It's entirely possible. If I had to pick someone, I'm starting him, to be fair. Even in full point PPR, I'm starting Jonathan Taylor. He's just the better talent there, you know? But I don't, I don't want to. Only Pittman and maybe Taylor. And if you need to start like Mo Alley Cox or Doyle or any of those guys, they all I think they all caught touchdowns last week except Mo Alley. You can run with them, but they're very, very touchdown dependent. Burns, the other guy, right? Very, very touchdown dependent. I don't love putting my uh putting my season, which it could be at this point in two twelve, in the hands of those guys. I would much rather find like a Logan Thomas or Dalton Schultz or someone else on the tight end uh waiver wire to, to use. So yeah. Um in terms of defenses I might be starting Indianapolis's defense, or but that's in a league where you know, I probably wouldn't start Indianapolis defense in a regular league. Um, I'm just looking to start them in a league that doesn't matter about points, just about sacks. I think they can get there. All right, let's talk about Carolina and Minnesota. I've got Minnesota straight up, and I've got Minnesota minus four and a half. Obviously, they're straight up. I take them four, or if obviously I had four and a half, I take them straight up. I don't really need to say that, but I did anyway. It's okay. Um, yeah, this is a pretty easy line for me. P.J. Walker's kind of trash. Um, he got really lucky against a pretty bad Detroit defense, and Minnesota's defense is pretty bad, too. But uh, Minnesota should should <laughs> it shouldn't score zero points against Carolina's defense. That would be ridiculous. I believe in Kirk Cousins a good amount. Carolina's still defense. I still don't think it's very good. The shutout feels very out of place. I feel like Detroit was just playing injured and not well. Minnesota is going to miss Thielen. But I don't think Ole B.C. Johnson's that bad of a second receiver if he's a step up. I really don't. Love Justin Jefferson. He can easily be a number one. I'm not worried about that. And Carolina doesn't have any great players in the secondary, really. So, um, it doesn't fucking matter. Kirk is good. we got Cook is good. This is a better... The defense looked okay last week. Um, Carolina defense looked really good last week, so we'll see. I, I think I have a higher opinion of the Carolina defense than the Minnesota defense, but, man, I hated P.J. Walker. I did not like at all what he did. If Teddy Bridgewater comes back, I'll take Teddy. But if not... Um, we're going Minnesota, and, you know, we'll, we'll check back at the, in on this on Sunday for sure. 
Um, but let's see. For fantasy, um, still think you can start the wide receivers. Um, if you want to start Curtis Samuel, my policy is not changing. It will never fucking change. He's a big boomer bust guy. He's going to get you 10, 10 points, 15 points, or he's going to get you like two points. 100% going to happen. So it's up to you if you want to start him. I'm not interested in starting him this week. Um, Minnesota doesn't have a great defense by any stretch of the world. So like, I get it, but just, just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> I have, I, I would avoid that. You know, it's funny. I was looking actually at, um, who's a former Jets guy that's, that's on, uh, Carolina. I'm, but I'm so bad at all these names, but there are so many names to remember. Am I right? Um, shoot. What's that guy's name? I, I keep wanting to say like Alan Robinson, but I know it's obviously not Alan Robinson. Um, shoot. Who am I thinking of? Robbie Anderson. Fuck me. Alan Robinson. Close enough. The, the name sound, uh, alliterative enough, but anyway, um, Al, uh, when you take a tape, uh, take a step back, right? Um, Robbie Anderson only has one touchdown this year, which is kind of crazy. He's due for some touchdowns, I think. Some touchdown positive regression. But I'll even have it next year or this year. So I, I like him a lot this week. I still obviously like DJ Moore. He's involved a shit ton. Um, Davis, as long as McCaffrey's out, for sure. That's an easy one. Minnesota. Um, hey, man, if you need a wide receiver, go grab all of E.C. Johnson off the waiver wire. Carolina doesn't have a secondary, and Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. So, you know, they're going to have to throw the ball. Um, I think Carolina will score Minnesota's defense, which has been historically bad this year. And I still think just a bad team, even if the quarterbacks are corner, cornerbacks are playing better. I'm not too, I don't really care. I don't care if Zimmer's some kind of cornerback whisperer. I don't believe it. So fuck it. We're going to Minnesota and it's going to be easy. Um, but start mostly offensive players that this could easily be like a, uh, just a, easily be like a 30, 30 game. If Teddy is playing, if not, you know, still start those guys, but definitely lower expectations. All right, we've got Arizona. Yes, sir, Arizona versus New England. Oh, I've got Arizona straight up, and I've got Arizona minus two and a half. Minus two and a half is fucking crazy. If Arizona had won last week, they would have been like a 10-point favorite in this one. I'm just flabbergasted. I use that word a little bit too much, but I'm... I, it's fucking... It's a crazy line. It's a crazy line. It makes me feel like it's bait. Two and a half points, really? New England can't can't throw the ball. They're, they can't move the ball. Have we seen Arizona's offense? Do we really think New England's going to be able to keep up? I really think New England's defense is solid enough to keep them in this game first off, and even if they're not solid enough, which I think is a pretty reasonable take to, uh, take to make on New England's defense, which has been pedestrian this year at, at best, um, we really expect New England to keep up against Arizona's defense, which I don't think is very good, but still, Cam is shit, dude. This this team is it's not very good. I, I, this blows me away. This Houston and this sh these these lines shouldn't be that close. And I'll leave my words like I did last week against uh, against Miami and Denver because that was just a bad game too. It was terrible. Um, and Fitzpatrick was okay. If you started the whole game, maybe, maybe they could have won that, but, oh man, what a terrible fucking game. Uh, and, and I'll, you know, I'll eat my shit on that. So I, I do publicly admit that that was a really bad call on Miami, but, um, my calls on Miami have been really good this year, especially with my bowl prediction being nine and seven and winning division, which is very much in reach for them. All right. Um, anyway, you talk about Arizona, New England a little bit. Um, we love Arizona. Um, Kyler Murray's a top five quarterback, uh, IRL in, 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 in like the league right now. Um, if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, he would be my easy number one, like dynasty pick or just to start a, a team around. Honestly, he's, he's amazing. He's frankly just amazing. Like I should never have doubted him and I feel really bad about Josh Rosen, but what are you going to do? Um, this, this, I don't fear this new England defense at all. Start every Arizona player you can get your hands on. Uh, I don't like Arnold. I think this is the first time he caught a touchdown all year. I think it was his first touchdown, first tight end touchdown from Arizona. It's not good on that. You can start both running backs, it seems like. I'm not scared of New England's run defense at all. 
If they had Dan Jamie Collins and Danny Shelton back, maybe I'd be a little scared, but I am not. Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake are both in my top 30 for sure, so they're startable. Um, Kirk is, you know, <laughs> not Kirk in Minnesota, but Kirk in Arizona, um, the wide receiver, who I'm blanking on his first name right now, but he's another boomer bus guy like Curtis Samuel, you know, uh, at your own risk. Uh, I don't recommend it, so at your own risk it for sure. Um, I'm probably not starting him, but, you know, do what you do. Uh, I like Jacoby Myers, though. Uh, I like him, and I like, God, what's the other dude's name? Not Jacoby Myers, but the guy they acquired from Miami, actually, um, who I like a decent amount, but doesn't get enough, um, shit, I'm trying to find the game so I can look up who this guy is, but he doesn't, he doesn't get enough targets, which is really frustrating. Um, it's, it's Jacoby Myers, and who's the other guy? What the fuck is his name? It's like, uh... I'm literally not gonna be able to get it until I until I like look at the name, which I'm desperately searching on Google right now. Oh my god, do you not have player stats on this? Why would you not have player stats on fucking NFL.com? Dude, is NFL.com like one of the worst? No, MLB.com is pretty shitty too, honestly. Um, I was gonna say one of the worst like uh, like websites of the league. Let me see who I'm looking for. Oh, is Moncrief gonna play? Uh, I said you could, Isaiah Ford, that's the other guy. I like Isaiah Ford. And Bird, I like, uh, I like a few of these guys. They're, they're like scrappy receivers, and you'll love to see it from, uh, New England, but, yeah, I don't, I don't hate him, so. I, I, I think, I think it's pretty obvious, and I was saying this a little bit before, but, you know, not, not super leading it to it. I think Jacoby Myers is the number one there, which is fine. Um, but I like Bird, I like Ford. Ooh, I don't hate it, they just don't get enough, uh, they just don't get enough targets, which is unfortunate, but. Um, Cam, you can also start, because Arizona's a pretty soft defense, um, and he's got a really low four, so I'm fine with that. Um, uh, I'm hoping Sonny Michelle doesn't get too worked in, because Damian Harris is a good player, and I want to see him do well. Um, he's been doing great this year with the work he's giving, so, um, it's definitely risky to trust any New England running back at any point in any time in history, even if we've seen games three in a row games, even if we've seen three in a row games, or four in a row, or two in a row, how many games Harris has been good, um, it's still always, it could just be upended the next week. Um, but don't start James White. If you're going to start any of them, start, I think my order is Harris, Sony, and then James White. Because I, I think Rex is hurt, right? So, um, yeah, that, that's how I'm doing that for sure. All right, moving on. We've got Miami versus the New York Jets. Man, I am going through these games, huh? I think I'm getting good at getting through them pretty fast. So you can just get a quick little spiel for me on my podcast, and we can talk about that. You know, a, a lot of... I'm going to take a time to, to digress a little bit before we get into the next game. Because we're about halfway done. A little bit more than halfway done. Um, I just want to say, like, I like doing this podcast, but it is a little rushed because I do a lot during the week. You know, I watch film Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I do the podcast, you know, during one of those days or possibly even Thursday. You know, I do all my ranks. I do all of my waiver wire stuff. I do write-ups for these leagues that I'm in. So I do like a decent amount during the week. Everything feels a little rushed. If I was able to do this stuff on the weekends, it would be a lot uh, better. And I'm, I've considered doing a Saturday show, but um, once we get to the off season, I'll be able to, you know, collect my thoughts a little bit more, go over more film, more in depth, and then talk about stuff for the upcoming season and, you know, the draft and the, the free agency and all that fun stuff. So, you know, these might be a little rushed right now during the season, but I'm just trying to get my ideas out there and tell you what, what teams are good and what players I think are pretty good. Um, and, and, you know, get that stuff out there in a reasonably digestible amount of time. Um, I like when I have other people on so I can bounce off them and we can talk about that stuff individually week to week, but I'm a lot more interested in the bigger picture, you know, the season-long stuff, and not being too reactionary, which I feel like these week-to-week -week shows are a little bit reactionary. And when I say reactionary, I, I don't know if everyone knows what I, what I mean when I say that. When I say reactionary, I'm talking about people or 
or things or, or, or I guess just people, people who react to things and it's like two minutes out, there's no more information, just like a headline out and it's like, oh, this is happening. Or it's like one week in fantasy where we see, you know, uh, who's been a flash in the pan this season? I don't even know. I guess in some weeks, Malcolm Brown, you know, one week he's like the starting quarterback and he's got like a touchdown and 78 rushing yards. The next week he gets four rushes and he gets 10 yards. You know, I don't want to be a guy who's like, oh, I saw that those great stat line last week. Um, He looked really good. Um, Next week we're going to start him for sure. You know, I, I want to be the opposite of that. So these week to week stuff that I have to like, not semi rush through, but the ones that I have to, you know, talk about a decent amount and actually, you know, move on a little bit um, and, and have all this, you know, I don't want to say pressure, but I had, I have a lot of, um, what I'm going to call, I, I just have a lot of time spent, a t- time sink. I put a lot of time into watching the film. So it, it just, you know, there's there's not a lot of room for other stuff to do during the week. So this is a time where I get to talk it out and give you my thoughts on the film, which you can also check out on my website, biggamefantasysports.com. And you can check out all the stuff that I've written about for each week because I review every game I watch, every single game. That's how I prep for these podcasts, honestly. Um, but anyway, that was my little spiel. I don't want to be a reactionary. I want to go through all these games. We'll have longer, more in-depth podcasts when we get into the future in the off-season when I don't have to be cramming every week doing stuff because I also have a 9-to-5 that, especially during the end of the year, is more than a 9-to-5 for sure. So, yeah, just want to give you my little spiel before we move on to Miami versus the New York Jets. We've got Miami minus 6.5. Um, it's a division game. Anything could happen, but this is pretty simple. Miami easily over the Jets. Miami minus 6.5. I'd take Miami up to 10, just like I probably said last week. I was very wrong about it, but... I'm willing to ride or die on Miami. I don't think Tua was as bad as he was last week because he was god-awful. He was like Herbert versus uh, who they play the week before the Jets. I don't remember. <laughs> it was really bad. Oh, they play Miami, right? It was like Herbert versus Miami. It was the same thing as Tua versus, um, Tua versus Denver, which, you know, I think makes sense for both young quarterbacks because Miami and Denver both have good defenses, so it makes sense. But the Jets, on the other hand, uh, were carved up by Herbert last week, and uh, we'll get probably carved up by Tua this week. Um, Tua doesn't have as many good weapons as uh, Herbert does, but uh, the Jets' defense is pretty shit, so it's fine. The Jets' defense is, just offense is pretty shit, too. Miami should take this. I um, will only start Mims, and maybe Gore, because he's there by himself. No, i probably just start Mims. Just Mims for me. Um, Rashad Perryman, mm, no thanks. Tana, no thanks. Joe Flacco, no thanks. Eh, no one else. All right, moving on. I'm uh, sorry, Miami, we're going to start uh, everyone? Um, yeah, Gasecki is, you know, like I said, a pretty not crowded tight end group because no one is good on the team, so start Gasecki. Start Tua, I think is fine. Um, yeah, I think Tua is fine. Uh, yeah, actually, I think Tua is a pretty good start, actually, I should say. Tua is a pretty good start. Um, he had just an awful game last week. I don't think we'll see a repeat of that against a very bad defense. Um, Tua is in my top 15, so he, he's definitely a startable guy you could consider going. I, I'd start him if I had the chance. Um, but yeah, I don't need to spend too much time on this. I don't need to spend too much time on our next game, which is Cleveland versus Jacksonville. I've got Cleveland straight up, and I've got Cleveland minus 6.5. That's like a done deal, right? Um, Jacksonville starting Mike Glennon, who hasn't started since 2017, I think we read. Or was it 2018 on stream earlier? So, um... Yeah, this is going to be bad for Jacksonville. This has been a terrible season for Jacksonville anyway. So, um, yeah, it makes sense to just finish out strong with getting destroyed by Cleveland. Um, But this line is pretty good because if it was anything more than like 7 to 10, I might consider the Jaguars, but they kept it just under 7, just under enough where I'm like, all right, fine. Because Cleveland's going to get ahead. They're going to be up 14-0, and they're just going to run the ball and let Jacksonville do whatever they want as long as they don't win. Which is, you know, Mike Lennon, he's a... He was 2013 when he was drafted, so he's like 30-something years old. He's not like, you know, 38 years old Gus Farrar on his 15th team, although he's on, you know, he's been on a lot of teams uh, since his last start versus, uh, on the 
I want to say he he didn't start for Arizona or Tampa Bay. I'm pretty sure last start was versus uh, was on Chicago. So yeah, um, that guy going against a Cleveland defense who's been played pretty well this year, um, and a Cleveland offense uh, offense that is going to just run all over the Jaguars. Like I think the Jaguars have a pretty decent run defense, even though the stats don't bear that out. But um, yeah, if Chubb and uh, if Chubb and Hunt don't combine for, I want to say like. Uh, 180 yards, maybe close. If they don't come out for 200 yards a total, this this will be just the worst. <laughs> this 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 will be a loss in my book for Cleveland. They need to put up a lot on the Jaguars. Um, no Josh Allen for them. I still love Hamilton, but no no top two cornerbacks either. I don't think Cindy Jones is coming back. He might be, but yeah, this this is a shit show. I don't think Lavishka is gonna play this week, so um, don't start anyone on the Jaguars. I think that's f actually is that fair to say? Um. This, this is a game where they're playing a lot of catch-up, I think, but Cleveland's going to hold on the ball a lot, so probably sit Chark. I'm definitely sitting, um, definitely, definitely sitting Keelan Cole. Uh, James Robinson's the only guy to start. Yep, James Robinson, that's it. Cleveland, start both running backs. Um, if you're real desperate, start Baker, but he's, like, my top 20, so not, not really recommending, but, uh, Jack is a pretty shitty pass defense, so, you know, it definitely looks, uh, appealing on the... Um, like NFL website or whatever website you're running, because they're probably like the 28th versus the past. They're really bad, um, especially with the, have their top two cornerbacks. So <laughs> it is really a lost season. We're missing guys all over the place. Injuries in Jacksonville. This is such a lost season. I I just I don't even know what to say, man. We're getting hit with the injury bug even after a terrible season. It's just real bad. Uh, I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> Let's move on to New Orleans, Denver. This Denver, um, I'm taking New Orleans minus six and a half. Um, it is a little risky. Because Denver has a good defense, and we saw what they did against two last week, which I think is very is something that could very easily happen to Taysom Hill. I think New Orleans is figuring out how to use Taysom Hill a little bit better, though. The design runs need to come into play more often, because I don't think you should be concerned too much about Taysom Hill's health, and that's really the issue with running the ball like that. When you have, you know, Drew Brees, and you're probably locked into, like, a playoff spot, uh, for sure, right? It is getting tough, you know, down in the South, but it, it I think New England's going to lock it up pretty easy, especially with... Uh, what Tampa Bay has to still play <laughs> this weekend. They're already down to them in the division. So, anyway, uh, and they've beaten them twice, Tampa Bay, right? New Orleans has beaten Tampa Bay twice this year. Yeah, so I don't think they're any, any um, you know, any way of losing out for their, their not number one seed, but definitely a division title. So, anyway, um, we're definitely going to take New Orleans here. Um, I don't like Locke. Uh, Denver defense pretty good, though. Keep it close. Six and a half is a close number. Um, I, I think New Orleans defense is kind of underrated too. I think they're a pretty easy top 10 defense, but so is Denver. But I like New Orleans offense first, right? That's easy. Yeah, I think we just figured it out, right? We like New Orleans offense, even with Taysom Hill, who I'm definitely not sold on. If anyone tells you they're sold on Taysom Hill, they're either an idiot or a reactionary, and I hate both of them. So definitely don't, definitely don't do that. I will, I'm also 100%. There's no chance in hell that I'm starting Taysom Hill versus Denver defense. There is no chance in hell that I would ever fucking do that. No way. There's no way I would do that. Um, so we're just, we're just not going to deal with it. We are never starting to smell. I'm not starting Locke either. Um, New Orleans, uh, I don't like any of the speed guys because Taysom Hill's arm strength is definitely not that good. Um, so you can probably start the two outside guys who are old, Emmanuel Sanders and Mike Thomas. They're not old. They're just, you know, they're, they're, they're big body receivers that I like to call because they don't move as fast as like Harris or Smith or any of those guys. So yeah, Denver, um, I like Philip Lindsay the best, but I don't love him this week. Um, Judy is the best receiver on that team being start. If KJ Hamler gets pepperware targets, which is entirely possible, he can be a pretty good start. Um, yeah, I, I, anyone who's getting Lattimore a lot is a pretty okay start in my book, because 
eventually Drew Locke will, will, will catch on to something. He'll throw a deep ball somehow. Um, I still hate him as quarterback. Uh, I hate both of these quarterbacks, honestly. But I, I will give credit. I don't think I said it on the podcast. I will give credit to Taysom Hill for being a pretty good quarterback um, against Atlanta. He was pretty good. Um, I didn't see a lot wrong with the game. He made some pretty good decision-making. Uh, he doesn't have anything of an arm, though. They need to run him more. He needs to run the ball a little bit more. Um, as long as the offensive line is playing well against Denver, which I think is like 60% likely, um, I'm happy with, with my New Orleans minus six and a half, but this is also one I could definitely come back depending on injuries or if I really, you know, watch more Denver film, uh, I'll have a lot of time to watch film, so I'll definitely be watching some more film. If I like the Denver film a little bit more than I was giving credit for, I can consider moving Locke, uh, up a little bit and then maybe giving them the six and a half, but definitely New Orleans straight up. I, I don't think that's close. New Orleans has the best... With, with Drew Brees, they have the best, just probably one of the best teams in the NFL. I, I know I've been saying they have, like, the like the most rounded, well-rounded teams in the NFL, but with Drew Brees at the helm, it kind of feels like that's the best team in the NFL, honestly, which is crazy. But I, I do believe that. I think that's accurate. Um, all right. We have got, after that, oh, I'm sorry, did I say who I want to start for Denver? Yeah, I did. Um, Melvin Gordon. Fumbled the game away, uh, almost, uh, and then Philip Lindsay got all of the work after that, I'm pretty sure. At least on film, it looked like that. So maybe they'll let Philip Lindsay be the goal line guy more than Melvin, um, which will be really good for him going forward, which I definitely like. And it's definitely possible. Melvin Gordon does have fumbling problems, which I don't think Lindsay has. All right. Let's talk about San Francisco and the LA Rams, dude. We've got uh, the Rams minus seven, and I've got the Rams straight up, obviously, if I'm taking the minus seven. Um, yeah, I just don't like San Francisco. It's not a good team. It's injured. Um, they have a good coach, but so do the Rams. Um, Rams had a pretty big win versus Tampa Bay on Monday night that I just rewatched. It was pretty good. It was definitely a good win. Um, they've got a really good defense. Man, they were getting a shit ton of pressure on Brady. Um, we'll talk about that when we get to Brady's game, but man, they were getting a lot of pressure on him, and that was really fucking with him. Um, and they also covered the wide receivers pretty well, but we'll talk about that when we get to Tampa Bay. Um, I think the Rams are playing great football. They're a Super Bowl contender. I've been saying that for a long time. Um, I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to put enough pressure on Goff for him to be bad. And also, he has put a decent amount of pressure on last week and was okay in it. I think they schemed up a lot of good stuff in that getting him to roll out a lot, um, play action, you know, doing a little bit of the jailbreak screens that they normally do, but that definitely helped with his, um, with him getting pass rushed. So, um, I, I just don't think this one's close. The division game again, so I definitely wouldn't lock this by any stretch of the imagination because division games are always tough. I like Shanahan a good amount, but, uh, on mutual, on, uh, on, what is it? not mutual ground, but on uh, neutral ground, not mutual, neutral ground. Um, you know, the, uh, the Rams win this like eight out of 10 times and wherever this is played, I don't really care. We're taking the Rams minus seven. doesn't matter to me. Um, for starting, you know, we saw a good week at a uh, cup and we saw a good week at a woods. I like cup more, which is annoying to say because I really like Robert Woods, but I like cup more start cup for sure. Don't start any of these running backs. Cause I think Cam Akers could have a decent week, but I don't want to trust him. Cause he could also have eight catch eight rushes for 10 yards, which I think was literally the stat line last week. So, uh, a little bit worried about that, for, for sure, um, the Rams running backs, in terms of fantasy, I, I like them for just regular, like, they're, they're fine group, they're not terrible, um, they're fine, uh, yeah, I like them, I like the two guys, um, Everett was just targeted more last time, I don't think he's that much different than Higby, so, either of those guys you want to start, go ahead, they're both toss-ups in my book, um, on the San Francisco side, uh, start Debo, and start Ayuk, and I think Raheem Osher's actually coming back, um, because I have him ranked, uh, I, it seems like he's trending in that way. He's, he's a pretty good start too. Um, not a great start though, because the Rams defense, oh man, have they looked good the past few weeks. Um, I, I mean, also just, do you want to run near Donald and Brockers or Donald and is it 
it's not, is it Brockers? I forget the other guy's name, but I'm pretty sure it is. Right, whoever the guy next to next to him is, the like whatever. Uh, yeah, Brockers are on the other side. Whatever. They 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 play all over the place. He's not the nose tackle though. The other defense, the other end. Um, Brockers been playing great. Donald's been playing great. Floyd's been playing really good. But he's definitely Floyd is definitely better in the pass rush. Um, they, they've just they've gotten a lot of pressure on quarterbacks, and their secondary is playing really well too. It's crazy how well the Rams are playing. Um, but I don't care about that. The the guys, uh, Ayuk and um. And Debo are quarterback independent. They are matchup independent. They are only coach dependent. And since we know the coach isn't going where, I said this before, you know, Shannon isn't going anywhere, obviously not going anywhere this year. Um, we are just taking them and riding them. But that's about it because the Rams are going to dominate this team. I don't care how, how well the cornerbacks are playing because they're playing really well against good traditional guys, but not against these guys where they throw all this random bullshit screens and all this fucking stuff at. Again, I will note that San Francisco blocking out in space was definitely improved with uh, with Kittle and without him. That's a huge loss. So we'll have to see monitor going forward. But right now, I think those guys are pretty independent because of the system and the guys who are blocking there. So we've got... Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. I've got Kansas City straight up, and then Kansas City minus three and a half. Um, a lot of these problems that uh, Tampa Bay faced versus the Rams, I don't think are apparent with Kansas City. Um, but the Tampa Bay needs needs to play lockdown corner this week, which is definitely possible. I like their cornerback group a good amount. Um, if they play enough lockdown corner, they could definitely win this game. But uh, e even getting at the at the quarterback, which is probably the best thing they do, it, it doesn't really affect Mahomes too much. Um, Brady on the, on the offensive line really needs Ali Marpet to come back the center. He's been fucking amazing. And this line has been kind of like me middle of the road to not very good without him. I'm going to go middle of the road. Cause I think the Rams play really well. They're like a middle of the road line without him. Um, and Kansas city has a fine defense. Um, it's definitely on the below average side, but, uh, against Brady, when they keep forcing the ball, every fucking drive to Antonio Brown. I think they could they could beat him if they get away from Antonio Brown. Just, honestly, legit, I would fucking bench him and then I would a hundred percent put back in my my little white boy Scotty Miller because when Brady throws those deep balls, they're going to um going to Antonio Brown for some god awful fucking stupid reason, but they should be going absolutely a hundred percent to my fucking white boy eighty four. Okay, um they they're a better offense when that's happening for sure. Brady's got a good deep ball. Um, and they're just not doing it that way. Uh, Godwin's the best receiver there, too. Um, it'll be tough for Kansas City to contain all those guys. But we've been saying that a lot, and Tampa Bay still loses to, to, to good teams. Um, they're a good team. They won't lose to bad teams. But against Kansas City, I'm taking Mahomes in this one. Um, and it's close, but not three and a half points close. That's for sure. Um, Tampa Bay really needs to get their shit together. Um, they should be a playoff team, but they're they're close now. I mean, it's them or Arizona, right? Uh I think, actually, it's them, Arizona, and uh, who's the last team that I'm thinking of? What do we got? No one in the NFC East. NFC North. No one? Oh, the Bears, but I'm not counting the Bears right now. Just those two. Oh, and uh, and the Rams, right? So, so the Rams, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta. Those are the guys in the playoffs right now, right? I think that's accurate for the NFC, right? Yeah, that's accurate. Um, besides the division winners. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Uh, or Seattle not in first place? No, Seattle's in first place, right? Over the Rams? Whatever. It's fine. I'm, I'm going through a little bit of logic here, but it, it doesn't really matter. Basically, all I'm going to say is Tampa needs to win this game, and they probably won't. Uh, Kansas City's got a better offense, I think, currently without Marpet there. Um, and even though Tampa has a better defense, uh, I'm just taking Mahomes. It, it's... Uh, they're they're what nine and one uh, Mahomes is in mid-season form and I really do think that this is sure I think people will catch on to this more um Mahomes isn't as great early on in the year but 
he's a lot better in the middle of the year when he, he, I don't know, gets in the groove and just demolishes defense. I'm not sure if he's just trying out some stuff at the beginning, you know, working out the kinks, but he just gets better as the year goes on. And we're seeing it this year for sure. Uh, so they beat Tampa Bay. That's going to be an easy one. But this is a game where I'm plenty willing to start all these uh, all these guys. Um, like I said last week, pretty pretty dumbly, although Lenny did get, or Ronald Jones did get a touchdown to save their day. Rojo and Lenny, they're, they're like, you know, bargain bin, discount, Chubb, and, uh, and, um, Chubb and Hunt. So I like them a decent amount. I think I like Rojo more. Um, Lenny is just kind of like a big body who can get touchdowns and is also pretty decent. He can catch balls in the passing game. Um, which I think could be relevant this game for sure against Kansas City because I don't like their linebackers or their safeties who I assume are covering the uh, the you know wide receivers, running backs, uh, whoever they're going to cover the wide receivers really for the most part. Um, but I I'm willing to start everyone. Fuck it, except I don't know why they keep for forcing the ball so much to Antonio Brown. It like legitimately brings down Brady's value uh, as a fantasy quarterback. Besides just being a, a, a good regular quarterback, it brings down his value. So I dislike that. Um, I. I I dislike starting him, too. I think you're just starting Evans, and you're just starting... Because Evans played fine last week, and he seems healthy. But Jalen Ramsey is just a great cornerback, so shut him down. Um, I think Godwin's the best re uh, receiver on that team. So Godwin first, then Evans, then way down here, Antonio Brown. And then hopefully he gets benched, and then we move back in with white boy, Scotty Miller. Um, Kansas City, you know, Mecole is the same thing as Curtis Samuel. And the same thing as... Who's the other guy I mentioned? That's it. Oh, and Kirk. Same guys. If you want to start him, go ahead. If you need a big home run, do it, absolutely. If you come in a Thursday, which, you know, it, it, it's possible. they got two games. If you come in a Thursday down a lot, you can go ahead and run with him. I think if I'm ranking this week the starting, the, the big boomer bus guys between Kirk, um, Kirk, Mikol, and uh, Samuel, I think I'm on Kirk, Samuel, Mikol. Yep, I think I'm on that. I like Murphy Bunting versus Mikol a decent amount. Um, he hasn't been playing as well as I thought he was in the beginning of the year, so... Definitely a little bit, not great stuff there, but still look a quarterback, definitely. Not a pushover, like the other guys probably are facing as a, on the third stringer. Um, so yeah, I like Miko there. Uh, Clyde Edwards is tough. Um, he's definitely been lowered in my rankings. He's top 25, though, so you probably start him. Tampa's got a good run defense, so I expect to see the ball thrown a lot. Uh, maybe that bodes well for Le'Veon Belmore. Maybe CEH, I'm not sure. But CEH is definitely higher ranked than Lev, so don't start Lev. Um, obviously he got a touchdown save his week last, last week, but he didn't get that much run in, so, yeah, it was pretty dicey to start him anyway, right? But, yeah, we're just, we're just not starting him. Um, Tampa Bay, I still like both running backs, I still think they're both startable. Uh, I love Gronk, um, even though Britt's still a little bit involved, which is annoying for a tight end, but, um, they just stopped throwing the ball to Antonio Brown, I think they'll be a way better, more efficient offense, and more of the guys will benefit, except for Antonio Brown, because fuck that guy. Um, not just in a personal way, just like he hasn't been good for fantasy this year. They've been forcing the ball way too much. Uh, or Brady has been, at least. I'm not sure if that's by design. I feel like it's by design, but you, know, you can't ever get in those guys' heads, right? That's the problem with being a, like, a, a, you know, a, a side commentator, not someone in the organization, right? All right, we've got next Chicago versus Green Bay. And I've got Green Bay winning it, but I've got Chicago plus eight and a half. Chicago coming off a bye. I expect them to start Mitch Trubisky if he's healthy. Um, this... This will be a closer game. It's another divisional game. I don't like taking divisional games where a team is 5-5, five and five, at least, uh, and, and it's more than 7 points, and the other team is still good. Like, I, that's just way too much. Chicago's defense is good enough to keep it in this game. But, uh, Chicago's had def good defense for a while, and a pretty similar defense for a while. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't always beat them by 20 points. Uh, he usually has some late-game heroics to fucking put him away. But this is the first time they're playing this year, so maybe it's a little bit of a different vibe. Um, I think this is a pretty easy Green Bay win, because uh, Aaron Rodgers is just so much better than Mitch Trubisky, and the Green Bay defense is pretty good. I'm definitely starting him in fantasy. Uh, Chicago's defense will keep them in it. I think that's absolutely true. Look, they have enough tools, enough skill players, to double-cover the fuck out of uh, 
out of, uh, I was gonna say Adam Jones. <laughs> Very different. Um, whatever. Fucking Jamal, not Jamal Adams. Whatever Adams, uh, on, on Green Bay. Um, they have enough, uh, good players to cover him. They put Jalen Johnson, they put, uh, whatever the brother. God, I'm blanking on everyone's name this, this time. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to look up the Chicago Bears real quick, because I need help. Yes, Fuller. Kendall Fuller, I believe is this one, right? Kyle Fuller, fuck. All right, Kyle Fuller, he, if they put him, and they put someone like Gibson, or they put someone like Eddie Jackson, who should be playing this week, um, I think, on on him, on a, on Adam, Devontae Adams, then, you know, the rest of the defense will be okay covering the rest of those guys, I think. Um, as long as we have Hicks able to stop the run, I think Chicago should be good enough. But I do really like uh, Aaron Jones and Williams in this game. I think they'll get a lot more run than the wide receivers. Um, you know, you can never sit Adams, but uh, definitely consider sitting MVS and definitely probably sit Lazard. Uh, he's definitely getting more involved, Lazard, coming off the injury, but not ready to start him yet against Chicago, which they have to play another time too, so that's kind of tough for him going forward. But anyway, that's fine. Um, we're starting those guys in Chicago. Pretty much the uh, Green Bay, pretty much the main guys. You're never sitting Aaron Rodgers. Um, starting Green Bay's defense for sure. Chicago on the other side, you're pretty much just starting Allen Robinson. Um, if you're real desperate, like in a super flex, you can start Mike Trubisky, and I think that's fine. But, uh, otherwise, yeah, no, thank you. I'm, I'm saying Mitch right now, but it very easily could still be, I don't think they made any, like, firm decision, but I think Mitch is healthy, um, and Nick Foles is probably playing. Actually, if Nick Foles starts, or even if Mitch starts, they might not even finish this fucking game. So... You probably don't want to start either of them, even in Superflex. Actually, I've, I've come around. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Uh, Green Bay can definitely get after Chicago. They've had a pretty bad offensive line this entire year. The run game is non-existent. Um, there isn't really a path forward for Chicago here. I just think they'll keep it close to the defense. Um, and that's why I don't start any guys in Chicago's offense. Pretty much ever. Oh, um, Jimmy Graham? Coming off a of bye. Do you think they get um, Cole Komet involved more? It's possible. Um, but I think... I think, you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't think, I know that tight end is fucked in fantasy, so if you need to start someone like Jimmy Graham, absolutely go ahead and do it, I'm here for it, um, he's probably in my top 10, honestly, it's not a great top 10, but he's probably in my top 10, and the last game we've got, man, I've hit this in almost an hour, nice, we've got Seattle versus Philadelphia, I've got Seattle straight up, and I've got Seattle minus five, I will never be moving on this, even if they change quarterbacks, which I think would be pretty dumb, but, um, if they change quarterbacks, I don't care, we're, we're, uh, we're still starting Seattle for search. Seattle's uh, defense looked pretty okay last week. They're pretty good on paper. I could see them getting better and better each week. Um, that bodes really well for Philadelphia. I think, uh, just if we're looking at Seattle's offense versus Philadelphia's offense, I'm taking Seattle pretty easy. Even if they have the worst defense in the league, I'm still taking Seattle minus five. That's easy for me. With Seattle's defense playing well, you know, they have Jamal Adams back. They have a pretty good pass rusher in Dunlap. Um, I don't think the line was that bad at all. I don't think even the cornerbacks on paper were that bad. Um... If they're able to play up to their level that they've played before, this will be an easy win for Seattle. And Philadelphia will sink even lower and lower because I just don't think they're a good team. Man, you know, I say this pretty much every time I talk about Philadelphia, and you're definitely sitting Carson Wentz in this. Don't play Carson Wentz in this. This could be a really bad game for him, um, especially with Jamal Adams blitzing. I feel like Carson Wentz can handle normal blitzes, but from a safety and a guy who gets a lot of pressures, the most pressures by a safety in the entire league, um, he's going to have his head bucking on a swivel all game. He's going to get knocked the fuck around, and he's going to have a really bad ball game after the first quarter. I think. Um, and then we can see Hurts, maybe, if this is a blowout, um, which is definitely within the realm of possibility. I think there's like a 30% chance this game's a blowout, an easy blowout for Seattle. Uh, I just don't think there's a way for Philadelphia to win. They don't have a better offense. They might even have a better defense. Um, and even their defense is good to average, which is what they've been all year. I would say average. Yeah, they've been average all year. Uh, they won't be able to stop DK and lock it. And, and, uh, <laughs> 
and my boy uh, Russ. Uh, although you know Russ, maybe less cooks, which is fine. They're getting Carson, uh, Chris Carson back too, which is definitely add to the offense. And the offensive line's been playing really well. Man, that's why in Brown trade just. If B.O.B. could take back one trade, I feel like it might be the B.O.B. Uh, not B.O.B. trade. It might have been the... Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> it it might have been the uh, the Dwayne Brown trade, because he's been insane for Seattle. Um, so if Green Bay can't get any pass rush, they're going to have to rely on their secondary. Yikes. Uh, Seattle should dominate this game. There really isn't much to talk about. I don't want to start any Philadelphia players, because I feel like they have a lot of wide receivers that they want to get involved. Fulgham hasn't been very good over the past few weeks. Um, I don't really like uh, <laughs> anyone else there. God, I'm trying to think, like, do we do we care about Alshon Jeffrey? I, I just think his career should be pretty much close to over. I'm surprised they're not getting Arthago Whiteside involved a little bit. The guy, like, Ward the best, possibly, but he's not even good. He's not even have a lot of upside. He's, like, two or three tiers below, like, the Bloomer Bus guy that I would pick for, you know, um, like, like he'd be three or four tiers down from Samuel, Kirk, and Michael Hardman status, you know? Um, but, yeah, uh, Seattle, you can start everyone. Uh, I think they'll put up at least 25, 30 points on Philadelphia. So, yeah, start them. Go for it. Uh, Chris Carson, I love it. Um, You know, I still think holding on to Carlos Hyde is a good thing. I'm not sure how much run he'll get, but he could get some. I guess this being like a 70-25-5 split, you know, DJ Dallas getting in there a little bit or something. Um, But I, I still like Chris Carson to start. I think they'll be running the ball a decent amount this game. And Seattle minus five, I think that's pretty clear. Seattle straight up. So, yeah. I think we cover all that stuff. I am also, by the way, my money line predictions are 106, 53, and 1, and my predictions against the spread are 89, 68, and 3. Um, that's better numbers that I know than all the Bleach Report guys. I'm pretty up there in terms of, you know, where to pick with, like, the best guys. Obviously, and I'm not the, one of the best guys. I think they have in the, like, 110 range for money line stuff, and with the spread, they're they're close to 100. I think that the best guys are now, but close to 100, like, 95, 96, 97, I think. Um, so I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. If, if you like my, you know, stuff, um, definitely throw some money on it. Cause I do, although I'm down 10 bucks this year, but that's a lot of dumb moves by me. But anyway, I'm doing pretty well at money line, doing pretty well against the spread. So definitely check that out on the big website. You can follow me on Twitter at BFG, uh, just, yeah, I think it's just at BFG sports, BGF sports. God, I'm, I'm fucking, uh, I was going to say illiterate, but, um, that's not the word I'm looking for. I'm a little bit, um, a, a tiny bit dyslexic on that stuff. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and you can follow my website, you know, BigGamesFantasySports.com. I am at BF, BGF Sports on Twitter, BigGamesFantasySports. You can check me there. Um, and obviously this podcast, super fun. Um, I had a good time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I really, again, now that I'm by myself and I get to, you know, end these podcasts the way I like to end them. Uh, I just, I really, um, I really appreciate anyone listening and I really do appreciate anyone who's giving me their time in order to listen to my kind of shitty opinions most of the time. Um, I, I just think I have some pretty good stuff, um, and I really appreciate anyone who made it to the end. I really appreciate anyone who's just put on the podcast for, like, two seconds. I really appreciate anyone listening. Um, thank you guys. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving and holiday weekend. Uh, all the love for me. Peace. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.